Shalom, 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 Israel. This is the voice that cries out in the wilderness. And if you are celebrating this day as the Feast of Trumpets or Yom Teruah, which means blowing of trumpets, the Day of Trumpets, um, then I greet you in Shalom, brothers and sisters. And even if you're not celebrating this day as that day, I still greet you in Shalom. Um, I pray that you are well in great spirits. This is the voice that cries out in the wilderness. And I'm just, just very excited, very happy about this time. Because if you know about the Feast of Trumpets, you know it's a time that we're supposed to be shouting and praising our Creator. Um, especially during this time, because this it begins the march toward a cycle of repentance, preparing our way for the coming, the second coming of the Creator. If you've studied the um, the meaning of these feasts, so Hallelujah. So I wanted to talk briefly about this. Before I begin, I wanted to read the scripture about the feast of uh, trumpets or Yom Teruah. And then we read that in the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, verse 23 through 25. And Yah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you have a rest, a remembrance of blowing of trumpets, a Kodesh gathering, or set-apart gathering. You do no servile work, and you shall bring an offering made by fire to Yah. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. So I want to briefly talk about this day, um, not in the sense of a teaching of the day of what it, how to keep it or nothing like that. But I want to bring up some things that we should be aware of um, as we're attempting to try and keep this day. The reason why I'm doing this is because I talked to a sister today that uh, seemed to have a problem with some brothers in the truth that was giving her flack about keeping this day on the day she was keeping or not keeping it on the right day and or this day and that day and things. And I, I think that's sad because number one, brothers and sisters, those are a couple of things I want to point out about this, about these feasts, but number one, nobody has everything correct. That is number one. Um, if we actually know about history and time, Time has been changed over and over and over again. It has been changed. Um, there is no way that we know how many days are in the month. Um, even if you read the book of Enoch, there's mention of a less amount of days in a year than what we are currently under now. And we've, ever since the beginning of the, the time that Yah has given us, we have been given multiple calendars. Um, you have the Egyptian calendar. You have the Chinese calendar. You have the Greek calendar. You have the Babylonian calendar. Okay? And even in the current calendar we are in, brothers and sisters, it is the Roman calendar. To be more specific, we are under, are under, under the Gregorian calendar. Which if you look and you really study your history, know that the Gregorian calendar actually took from the Greek calendar and it started adding extra months. 
so that they can keep up with the seasons. So currently we've been using this calendar for about 2,500 years. Okay. This is why the and originally on this calendar, the first day, the first day of the year or the first month of the year was 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 March. So if we were to go off of that calendar, this month would be September, would be the seventh month, which is why. And if you read in the Latin, if you study the Latin, a breakdown September, it means seven. Then octo means eight. That should be common. And even Deca, December, which means 10. So there's a lot of changes that was added to these months and everything like that. So I appreciate the brothers and people going and trying to find to do the, the Hebrew calendar to correct or go back to the original Hebrew calendar. Um, and I appreciate the efforts that we're making. But even so, with all the efforts that we're making, we are not 100% correct. There are, that goes by showing by that are many uh, assemblies out there, and I'm not going to name names, but there are many assemblies, and I've been a part of some of them, where they kept uh, Passover on different days or different weeks. Therefore, when this time of year comes up, there is discrepancies it's always going to be discrepancy and right now for the life of me i can't remember where i read this but it was in one of the lost books i think it was an apocrypha or either the, the book of jubilees but there's a, it, there's a hint that says that we are not going to know the days and all the days are messed up therefore the seasons the, the appointed times are confused and messed up so by knowing that brothers and sisters do you really think that the most high is really going to punish us because we are not having keeping the feast on the correct day. I mean, I think it's more of a thing. It's a remembrance. Like the book of Leviticus says, it's a remembrance. We are remembering. It's a memorial. We are trying our best. Yes, these feasts are a shadow of what's to come and we're going to have to keep them in the kingdom. But have you ever been to a dress rehearsal? Sometimes a dress rehearsal, things aren't completely right in a dress rehearsal. So we are trying to do it the best way we can. So I think that should be our, not should be, we should really tone down our attitudes with one another for being, you know, so holier than now. When really, in reality, the whole portion, point of this feast is to make ourselves ready for the second coming of the Messiah. I constantly say this every time I speak, that this is a time, this this walk is about repentance, daily repentance. And not repentance in the fact that we say we're, we're not going to do anything, but true repentance when we, we, we say we're not going to do something, and then we turn away from their sins, never to try and do it again. David, when he stood up and confessed his sins, that he did to the father. He never went back to those sins. You don't read about him going back to the sins. He went and he confessed his sins, repented for his sins, and never came back to him. And that's the whole idea of Passover and the feast that we're supposed to. It's a remembrance, brothers and sisters. 
it's a remembrance. Now, we have to remember that because the book of Isaiah tells us something very interesting about people that speak against about words, about saying their love for the Father, but not really truly being in love with the Father. So if you look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 13, and this is a prophecy that was spoken. And Yah says, because this people has drawn near with its mouth and with its lips, they have esteemed me and has kept its heart far from me. And their reverence of me has become a command of men that is taught. Now, if we're going to speak about these feasts, brothers and sisters, as a way we're going to condemn somebody about the, these feasts or how to keep them correctly. And we are not cleaning our own household out. Remember the Mashiach talked about removing the beam for your own eye before you go and talk about the, the, the speck in your own, your brother's eye. He calls that being a hypocrite. Are we hypocrites? Just because we are trying to do the feast or we, we think we have the days right correctly when we don't. Do you think that's a wise attitude to have in this day and age? Everything's confused. Even the most learned scholars, everybody is wrong. Most of us in this faith are following what the Jews are saying in there with them, with them because they're in Jerusalem, getting the word from them to spot, to spot the moon. And I believe in all of this. I do. I believe everything about the feast is that we need to keep the feast, that we have to remember these feasts. I do. I do believe that. And even I do believe that these feasts point to the second coming of Messiah. Like I really believe that um, the Mashiach is going to return on a feast of trumpets. That's why in the book of First Thessalonians, chapter four, verse 16, it says, let me go there so I can read it to you, brothers and sisters. It says, because the master himself shall come down from heaven with a shout, with the voice of a chief messenger and with the trumpet of Elohim and the dead in Messiah shall rise first. Shalom. So, brothers and sisters, I believe that the Messiah is going to return on a feast day, on the feast of trumpets. It's going to be a trumpet sounding and blasting. And everybody's going to hear it. It's going to be a, 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 a wondrous thing for everybody to see and a dreadful thing for many of us. But again, it's about repentance. Every single one of these feasts is about repentance. And then we also have to think about this, brothers and sisters. For, for of us Hebrews who are in the land of our captivity, where is the temple at? Because if you read just that book of Leviticus chapter 23, the one I read about the trumpets, it says, bring your offering made by fire. Are we? Where is the temple, and where is the priesthood? We know that the Mashiach is the only, the last priest, the only priest. The uh, uh, at the order of Melchizedek, and you can read a lot of the Hebrews and get the uh, the difference, the the changes of what the law actually changed. But brothers and sisters, there is no temple. We are not in Jerusalem. Three years, times a year, we were supposed to go to Jerusalem on these feast days. 
So therefore, then just that alone, we are not keeping the feast correctly. Do you think Yah is going to really punish us for this? We are trying. So there's no need to condemn another brother or another sister for doing it on a day that you don't think is correct. Because in all and honestly, we are probably committing sins that we should not be committing. Because if we were in the land of Israel, Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, if we were in that land and we were living these hypocrisies as being as, as hypocrite, as hypocritical as we are in some of our camps, most of us would be murdered, dead by the Ruach because of our wickedness. Remember, the priests could not enter the temple if they were not cleansed. So we should be happy with the fact that the Mashiach has been has has been our sacrifice and we're supposed to do these feasts for remembrance. That's why he said that when we drink of the wine during the Passover, that we do that in remembrance of him. Brothers and sisters, we are far off from being correct on a lot of different things that we're doing, a lot of different um doctrines that we're keeping there are so many uh, doctrines that are out there right now that are contradictory to what is actually going on and we, we're in a state of confusion they have keep changing time on us they have done so much stuff with the, with the calendars and the systems that we have no idea what is going on but we're doing the best we can I'm sure the father is not going to fault us for trying Especially with the feast. Now with the Shabbat, we know. We, we You've done enough studying to know that the seventh day of the week, even the calendars currently have the seventh day of the week as Saturday. Even though we know that it's named after a Roman god. But if we read this history, we know it points back what the Catholic Church had changed for the seventh day of the week to the first day of the week, which is Sunday. So we know that we could keep that correctly. But many of us don't do that. Many of us are still working on it those days. So before we are able to really, truly condemn another person or judge another person, remember we have to, he who is out without sin, remember that? We have to clean our own closets out and it's a daily cleansing. It is daily. We should only be worried about our lamp, that we, can, that we have a, a lamp when the, when the Mashiach comes. And just because you're keeping the feast the best you can, even if you're out there sacrificing bulls and goats and offering by fire every day, are you really doing it? Are you really right? Or are you just really going through rituals? Because anybody can go through a ritual. And it kind of makes sense that we don't know the right day, the right time, the right hour of anything because there we have a hint from the Mashiach that nobody's going to know the day or the hour when he comes anyway. Maybe that means because that only that the father has everything knows all that and we he's not going to tell anybody but maybe because the days have been confused. Maybe that many of us are going to blow the trumpets on one day and the trumpets is not going to be for another two or three weeks after that. So why are we worried about who's keeping the feast on this day? Who's doing this on that day? We have to remember 
that we are not going to know when he comes anyway. So what's the point of trying to know all that if we're not ready? Is it, are, are you going to be like the are we like the the five foolish virgins that didn't prepare their lamps? We're only worried about certain things. We're only worried about the 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 uh, what do you call it the 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 superficial things. I want to read uh, Book of Matthew chapter twenty four verse thirty one through forty one. Brothers and sisters, and I'm going to let you go. You know me, brothers and sisters. I don't do a lot of talking, and I'm not going to be like these broadcast like these brothers that's going to speak for two or three hours. I can't do that anyway. I don't even like hearing my own voice for that long. But <laughs> I just want to, I just want to bring something up. So this also talks about now the book of First Thessalonians talks about the the shout of the Mashiach coming and the trumpets. And him, you, everybody's going to hear. But he also speaks about his coming as well. And also with the trumpets. So chapter 24, verse 31 through 41. We're going to read all of that. And I'm going to break it down some parts. And he shall send his messengers with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his chosen ones from the four winds. From one end of the heaven to the other. And learn this parable from the fig tree. When his branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that the summer is near. So you also, when you see all these, know he is near at the doors. Truly I say to you, this generation shall by no means pass away until all this takes place. The heaven and the earth shall pass away, but my words shall by no means pass away. But, but concerning that day and the hour, no one knows, not even the messengers of the heaven, but my father only. And as the days of Noah, so also shall be the coming of the son of Adam be. For as they were in the days before the flood, eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day of that Noah entered into the ark. And they did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also shall be the coming of the son of Adam be. Then two shall be in the field. The one is taken and the one is left. Two shall be grinding out the mill, one is taken and one is left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your master is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I want to jump down to verse 44 before I say it, before I finish. Verse 44. Because of this, be ready too, for the son of Adam is coming at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is trustworthy and wise servant whom his master put over his house? Sorry, brothers, just like just I just love reading these uh, these scriptures, but that's you have you get my point. Number one, he says the day of the hour of his coming, no one knows, not even the messengers of the heaven, but by father, my father only. Maybe that's a part because mainly he confused, he changed the times. Nothing happens without the permission of Yah. So the fact that these people, since uh, the Egyptians and, and the Babylonians and everybody, since they changed the calendars, maybe that was for a reason. Hmm. So when we don't know, just because we don't know, we have to always be ready. We have to always be ready. Yes, these feasts point to his second coming. But if we're so confused of when they are, we don't know when his coming is. We're looking for signs, but the signs are right there showing us that the time is near. 
Repent, for the kingdom of Yah is at hand, brothers and sisters. When you see these, you know that he is near and he's at the door, like he says. And at the time when he does return, when he does crack the sky with the trumpet, he's going to gather his chosen ones from the four corners of the earth, which he scattered us. He scattered us. Therefore, he's going to be the one to gather us, brothers and sisters. So that's all we need to know about. That's all we need to concern ourselves with. Does it matter that we know what the days is? Because we honestly, we don't. We don't. We don't. Because many of us, even though we know the, that the calendars are messed up and we're trying to sight the sun and the moon, we still have to live in the world and we still have to go back and forth between the calendar, the, the Gregorian calendar. And that becomes very hard to do. As good as any of us are, it becomes confusing. So coming down on one of our brothers or sisters because they're not keeping the feast right, I don't really hear anybody coming down on our people for not keeping this weekly Shabbat. I don't hear that. Many of our people are still working on the Shabbat. Many of our people are having a hard time getting off on the Shabbat. Why don't we pray for these brothers and sisters to be able to take off on the Shabbat so they can be able to, to really experience this, the sign this is this day is that day is a sign between Yana's people. And yes, all the other days are feasts are as well are Sabbaths. But nobody nobody has it correct yet. Nobody is we're not all on the same page. This actually reminds me of Jeremiah thirty one, chapter chapter thirty one, verse thirty one. And I've I've covered this I've I thought about this before in my life. As I've read the scriptures, because a lot of times people say that we are in the um, in the um, the New Testament, New Covenant now, and I kind of have a hard time believing that because Jeremiah thirty one says, and it repeated, and I think it's in the Book of Romans. This is also repeated in the Book of Romans. No, no, I'm sorry, it's in the, it's repeated in the Book of Hebrews. Sorry, it's a it's a it's a the prophecy that, we, but it's still a prophecy to come because this is why I say that. Um. Let me let me get there. Okay, it's chapter thirty-one, verse thirty-one through thirty-four. See, the days are coming, declares Yah, when I shall make a a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Yahuda. Not like the covenant I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Mitzrayim, my covenant which they broke, though I make a husband to them, though I was a husband to them, declares Yah, for this is the covenant I shall make with the house of Israel after those days, declares Yah, I shall put my Torah in their inward parts and write it on their hearts. And I shall be their Elohim and they shall be my people. And no longer shall they teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother saying, No, Yah, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares Yah, for I shall forgive their wickednesses and remember their sins no more. Hallelujah. And then I love this part. Actually, let's keep going to 36. 
Thus said Yah, who gives the sun for a light by day and the laws of the moon of the stars for a light by night, who stirs up the sea and its waves roar. Yah of hosts is his name. If these laws vanish from before me, declares Yah, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. Hallelujah. Now, the reason I use this is because we have a lot of people, a lot of doctrines out there to say that there's replacement theology to say the children of Israel is no longer the chosen people. Um, we also have people that say that we are in a new covenant, and I'm going to cover the new, talk about the new covenant first before I go into the other part. If we were in the new covenant, this book specifically says that number one, he's making a covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Yehuda. Remember, they were both, these two houses were divided. So that means they're going to be brought together. That has not happened yet because we are still scattered. That's number one. Secondly, it says, if we were in the renewed covenant now, if this was the renewed covenant now, it says that no longer shall they teach each other, each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, No, Yah, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares Yah, for I shall forgive their wickednesses and remember their sins no more. They shall all know me. We wouldn't be having brothers teaching each other falsely. We wouldn't have brothers teaching each other that, hey, uh, the laws are done away with because it specifically says they were being on our inward parts and we would know him. We wouldn't have to even teach anybody his name because we would know him. There would be no need to have churches. There would be no need for anybody to come up and say anything because when it's that said and done, we the everything's gonna be in the correct order it's supposed to be in. And right now it's not. So we would not be having all these different uh divisions amongst our people because we were we are going to be one. There is no division when this new covenant arises. And then the last part of that, brothers and sisters, which I say and I love, if these laws vanish from before me, declares Yah, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. If these laws cease from before him, then the seed of Israel will no longer be a nation. So that goes to show you right there that the doctrine, the stupid doctrine of the law is done away with. And I'm sorry to say it like that, but that's the, the, the law is done away with. If the law was done away with, the so-called Jews or the Jewish people, which you know if you put ish on anything, it means not quite like it. But anyway, when you put, when you, even the Jewish people would not be claiming to be the people. They would not exist. Neither would the true Hebrews. They would also leave from being a nation. They would no longer be a nation. They would no longer, they would no longer exist. So the fact that there are people are waking up and knowing that they're Israel would not even happen. So these laws are forever. Yes, that is true. These commands are forever. Yes, they are true. But just like the scripture says, no one knows the day or the hour. We don't really know when these feasts are because we are all over the place. And since Yah has not come back yet, and since since the Creator has not come back yet, and Yah has not dwell, is not dwelling on the earth with us, then there's no. We are still teaching. This, right now, we are still teaching each other. There are still different doctrines. There are still different religions. And because of this, 
in my opinion, this prophecy has not been fulfilled yet, even though it has been mentioned in the book of Hebrews, our letter. So there's some food for thought to think about, brothers and sisters. That's what I have thought about, and that's what I think about. So for those of us who are keeping the day's Feast of Trumpets, Yom Teruah, on this day, do it with a clean heart, and not let anybody, let anybody destroy your joy on this day of remembrance. And if you're not correctly, if you're following it next week, don't let anybody take away your joy on your day of remembrance. Soon enough, we'll be on the same page together, brothers and sisters. So with that being said, I am going to let you go. I love each and every one of our people. I just pray that we do better. I pray that we get away from the stiff neck attitude because the stiff neck attitude is going to keep each of us keeping the stiff neck attitude out of the kingdom. Your only, our only concerns is that we have a lampstand. Don't worry about anybody else. Only clean up your own house, especially before you go try to teach anybody else, brothers and sisters. So, but may the Most High bless you and keep you, brothers and sisters. And I'm going to, like I always do, leave you with the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse 24. Sorry, 20, wait a minute. I really should have this memorized by now. <laughs> 22 through 27. And Yah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is how you bless the children of Israel. Say to them, Yah bless you and guard you. Yah make his face shine upon you and show favor to you. Yah lift up his face upon you and give you peace. Thus they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I myself shall bless them. I'm going to leave you with some more shofar blasts, brothers and sisters. Shout to the Most High Yah with all your heart. Joy. Make this a day of joy. A day of just great shouting. Holy convocate with one another if you can. Even if you're not keeping this day, the Feast of Trumpets, on this particular day. Brothers and sisters, it's all about Yah. It's all about preparing ourselves for the second coming of Messiah, and it's all about re keeping a repentant heart. Hallelujah.